Welcome to Distributing Solar. We speak with entrepreneurs and experts working in the off-grid solar sector around the world, bringing to life how distributed solar is changing lives in emerging markets. In this conversation, we speak with Jitin Galani from Promethean Power. Promethean Power provides off-grid distributed chilling coolers for agriculture products. They're based in India and developing cold chain as a service solutions to enable rural dairy farmers to get their products to market in a cost-effective, reliable and high-quality manner. In rural areas of Asia and Sub-Saharan Africa, dairy farmers can lose up to 30% of their milk produced due to lack of refrigeration and spoilage. India is the world's largest producer of milk, with over 150 million tonnes produced every year. Promethean Power offers cold chain as a service, providing a temperature-regulated supply chain for agricultural products. They provide milk chillers in off-grid rural locations to enable dairy farmers to store their milk produce between milk collections, increasing their revenues and improving product quality. They also provide refrigerated trucks to collect the produce and transport them in highly efficient refrigerated trucks, reducing greenhouse gas emissions from the transportation part of the supply chain. Jitin Galani, the CEO of Promethean Power, begins our conversation by telling us how he began working in the coal chain industry. Uh, my family, my parents, are from villages in Gujarat uh, where we have essentially no access to power, water, and limited access to education. Uh, somehow, in the late 60s, my grandfather found his way to Michigan uh, to study for a master's program, which I don't completely understand how someone in the late 60s can find their way all the way over to Michigan from a small village in Gujarat, but somehow he made it, and he brought my parents over in the 70s. Fortunately, that gave me a lot of access to opportunity um, and is where I grew up and, and born and raised in Michigan. But I spent a lot of time in the same villages in Gujarat with my grandmother. That's where I developed a lot of fondness for the village people there uh, and their motivation and resilience. And I always wondered how I could contribute and support them. But then, you know, life kind of happens. And you go to school, get a job, get married, maybe do some more school, um, and then have a kid. Uh, but somehow along the way, I always wanted to find my way uh, to India to do some work. And... Uh, fortunately, my wife is somewhat like-minded, uh, and one day called me and said, hey, I have a project in India for two years. Would you like to go? And I said, well, sure, I would like to go, but uh, what would I do there? And I thought that, you know, being a non-technical person, uh, perhaps I could do some work in education, uh, which is where I found uh, my opportunity. So I joined an NGO there called Pratham. Uh, I was working in the education sector. But um, along the way, uh, I ran to Promethean Power, who was also based in Pune. So I quit my job basically in in the U.S., uh, moved to India, uh, started to spend a little bit of time with Promethean as well. Initially, uh, I was just working in, in with them in finance, but I started to realize the potential of the work that we were doing. Uh, and slowly, <laughs> one, one day at a time, uh, I started spending more and more time with Promethean once I was able to understand that the potential for cold chain and affordable, reliable refrigeration uh, for rural villages and farmers could have a potential impact across the country. Perfect. So can you tell us more about Promethean Power? What are you looking to do and what problems are you looking to solve? Essentially, Promethean Power is enabling access to reliable refrigeration for food, such as milk, produce, and other perishables in rural villages where power is unreliable. In India, uh, most villages have some power, but essentially is unreliable, which makes it very difficult for farmers to store uh, their perishable items. We started uh, with the concept of solar power refrigeration for farmers and villages where 
they were having trouble getting their milk to market. We eventually realized that with limited power available, we could harness that power, store it uh, in, within our energy storage device, uh, and then use that energy for cooling on demand. Uh, milk collection is twice a day, 365 days a year, every morning, every evening. Uh, unfortunately, power is often unreliable. So if we're able to store that energy in a very low-cost economical way and then utilize that energy for cooling, we essentially enable organized milk collection to reach villages and areas that were previously difficult or unviable to reach. Great. And can you tell us more about the solution itself? Is it primarily a hardware-driven solution where you're developing hardware and new technology? Or are you able to buy most of the pieces of hardware you require off the shelf and it's mostly about assembling the hardware and developing your operations capability? Good question. Uh, it is a hardware solution. Uh, we have developed this energy storage device, which is basically a thermal battery uh, that consists of tubes that are filled with phase change material. The, that phase, phase change material essentially freezes and thaws. Uh, when power is available and to charge the battery, uh, we essentially run an air conditioning type compressor freeze the battery, and store ice. That ice can then be thawed and released as cold energy, uh, which can be used for various cooling applications. However, hardware alone uh, doesn't solve problems. So the hardware coupled with uh, a smart controller uh, and uh, services to essentially enable produce to move from rural villages to urban areas is all of what is required to essentially make this technology innovation uh, applicable on a day-to-day -day basis. And can you tell us more about the dairy industry in India? How does it currently work? What are the challenges, the difficulties, but also what are the opportunities that a cold chain solution like Promethean Powers can bring to farmers? So the dairy industry in India is actually the, the India is actually the world's largest producer of milk. And in the organized sector alone, over 100 million liters of milk is collected every day from smallholder farmers and rural villages scattered across India. However, getting that milk to market safely has always been a challenge and is actually holding back the industry overall from reaching its potential. Typical practice in the industry today is uh, centralized chilling facilities where you would combine 40 or 50 villages into one large chilling facility. The problem with that is by the time you pick up the milk from 10, 20, 30 villages and bring it to the chilling facility, four, five, six hours have passed. Uh, the milk has started to degrade, leads to some spoilage, uh, and farmers don't have a certainty that their milk will reach market safely. At the same time, consumers also are not getting access to uh, what I would consider to be safe and uh, good quality milk. Uh, so this is essentially holding back the industry, but it's also affecting consumers who are having to boil their milk uh, or don't have access to good quality. And then the third thing is actually is an environmental impact. So with uh, non-refrigerated trucks uh, running twice a day to pick up milk and race it to a chilling facility, uh, you're also using a lot of diesel. So what we believe is by decentralizing the cold chain, bringing access to refrigeration closer to the farmers and villages where the milk is produced and providing an energy efficient solution, we can essentially reach more farmers, uh, ensure that their milk makes it to market safely, provide consumers with better quality milk and milk products, and reduce the environmental impact by minimizing the amount of diesel uh, that's required for the milk to make to market safely. And so you don't just work on the collection side, but you also work on the transportation side as you're bringing the, the milk to market and then from the market potentially to the customers as well. Can you tell us more about your work then, the innovations that you've developed? So for the last few years, we've been solely focused on how do we enable uh, this refrigeration at the village level. But we realized that in order to really make this a complete solution, uh, we needed to provide transport solutions to make sure the milk reached market safely, and then also additional solutions for the milk to be, or the produce to be transit, transported from the warehouse to 
retail points or to the end consumer. Uh, the innovations that we developed on the procurement side have a, actually great applicability across the cold chain. So at the moment now, we've sort of evolved as a company from stationary milk chillers, cold storages, and larger capacity, smaller capacity, to a refrigerated truck solution that's required both for moving milk and produce from farm to plant, but also moving that same product from warehouses to retail points and to other cities to enable greater market linkages. So what's most interesting now is with the suite of solutions that we have, we can really innovate uh, on the first mile and the last mile and provide a really efficient um, logistics and cold chain solution for any food customer in India and beyond. And it isn't just a stationary solution. What you've done is develop a means by which the distribution trucks don't have to be powered by diesel and you can power them by electricity instead. Can you tell us more about how this works? So yes, now we have uh, essentially enabled refrigerated trucks that don't require diesel for cooling. So the traditional model of refrigeration for trucking uh, is to use a diesel engine to run a compressor and to enable that to enable cold storage in the container. Uh, what we're able to do with our thermal battery is charge the battery at a stationary point and then use that cold energy that's stored to move product from city to city or within intra-city food distributions. For example, uh, we have a truck running every day from Bangalore to Chennai. It enables two things. One is uh, access to a new market for products that typically would be too expensive to move. And it eliminates uh, up to 50% of the diesel consumption that's required uh, as you no longer need the diesel engine for cooling. Uh, once you charge the battery uh, at the warehouse or at a charging station, it can easily run 14, 15 hours and ensure that the product temperature is maintained. Till date, we've been able to reach more than 60,000 farmers that are accessing our technology each and every day. We have over 1,200 installations in India. Uh, we started to expand to Bangladesh and East Africa. But we also know that we're just scratching the surface. So as many hardware companies and technology-led companies would also appreciate, uh, it takes some time to develop, refine, test your technology, gain market acceptance and customer validation. Uh, but now that we're working with the largest food processors in India and other countries, we see a great opportunity to scale. We also offer our products as a service, uh, so essentially cold chain as a service. And that has enabled us to also work with smaller medium enterprises or startups that typically may not have the capital or operational capability to implement decentralized cold chain. At the moment, we have more than 20 to 30 customers in India. And with those customers alone, we have the ability to reach thousands and thousands more villages, hundreds of thousands more farmers, and uh, locations that previously were not served by the cold chain. And just to understand a bit more about the economics of the solution, you have your direct customers who are the dairy manufacturers, but you provide your solutions to the rural farmers who are working in the remote locations. However, the technology is primarily paid for by the dairy manufacturers. Uh, that's right. So traditionally, we've been selling or offering our systems as a service to large dairy processors uh, who would then deploy these milk chillers or refrigerated trucks in their procurement networks. So for example, many of the large dairies in India collect milk from over 10,000 villages. So working with one or two dairies alone gives us vast opportunity to really redefine their cold chain and supply chain. Uh, and we've made good progress with a, with a few large customers along those lines. Uh, at the same time, there are hundreds of mid-sized and smaller dairies that we're starting to work with that have uh, also very large supply chains. What we are doing now is also working directly with farmers. So we will go to farmer groups, uh, offer our systems and enable access to market, and then connect those farmer groups to uh, large food processors. What that does really is 
enables organized sector collection in villages that are typically hard to reach or are poorly connected to market today. So we see a great opportunity now to work directly with dairy processors, food processors to optimize their supply chains, but also bring market and new areas of supply chain to customers who are struggling to reach certain villages that are hard to reach today. Essentially, uh, what we're trying to do is enable better quality milk or food collection at the same cost, uh, which is difficult initially by decentralizing from no or limited cold chain to enabling actual cold chain from farm to fork. So as I mentioned, for most of the milk supply chain and uh, the food supply chain in India, uh, there's very limited or minimal access to cold chain. As we work with our customers, they acknowledge uh, the need for improvement in cold chain from end to end, but they also see some barriers to adoption at the, at the current stage. There initially, there's a capital investment to invest in new equipment and to deploy uh, across villages. There's investment in operational capabilities to decentralize your operations. And then there's also the bandwidth and ability to implement and run these solutions on a day-to-day -day basis. Uh, what we do now is offer our solutions uh, as cold chain as a service. And what that does is that it really eliminates the upfront capital costs required to adopt the technology. We offer the solutions and support to implement and we provide the logistical and uh, transport solutions to bring that milk to market. So by providing a sort of end-to-end -end cold chain solution at a cost similar to the cost that they're paying today, we are really able to unlock a much better quality of milk and food products, better reach to farmers who are previously disconnected uh, from the market today, and overall uh, optimization of supply chain that they're not able to do in their current form. And what are your plans for, say, the next two to three years? What are your goals and what do you see as the biggest challenges or hurdles that you might face? The key challenges to our, our work is sort of the initial adoption by our, our food and dairy customers. Once they see the value of decentralized cold chain, um, they're convinced. The customers that we're working with today are partners. Uh, we customize our solutions. We deploy them across their procurement networks uh, and become their preferred cold chain solutions provider. For other customers that we're starting to work with, it takes some time to prove out the model, see the overall value of decentralized cold chain. You may not see it on day one in terms of the overall improvement in uh, economics. You may not see it on day one in your ability to reach more farmers, the confidence that they see when there's reliable refrigeration brought to their doorstep. And they may not see the results on the food product side on day one as well. But over time, and once they have tested in, we've been able to demonstrate the value uh, the customers essentially are convinced that decentralized cold chain is the way forward. Uh, the next step is uh, how can we implement faster? And there's always challenges uh, in any company of moving and redesigning your operations. Uh, what we do essentially now is by pro providing an end-to-end -end solution, we can help them deploy the same model of decentralized cold chain across their procurement networks. Whereas in the past, it would take them some time to ensure that they have the team, uh, the capacity, uh, and bandwidth to implement. Uh, that still remains a challenge today, and it'll take some time. Uh, the other thing that we're doing is now that we have solutions from essentially farm to fork, uh, we can uh, work with them at any point in their supply chain to get started and then move forward or backward to provide an integrated solution. Uh, that really helps us with uh, customer acquisition, getting them comfortable with our technology, our company, and then building that trust that we can become their sort of overall solutions provider from farm to fork. And one of the key challenges in this sector is fundraising. We understand you recently raised some equity funding from Acumen. Congratulations. Can you tell us more about your fundraising to date? Has it been easy, difficult, and what are your plans going forward? 
So yes, we'd recently closed an equity round with Acumen Fund. They're seeing the overall potential for decentralized cold chain, but also the impact to farmers. Fundraising is always a challenge, but finding the right partner is even harder. We're really excited to be working with them. It did take us some time to raise funds to enable cold chain as a service. Initially, talking to debt or equity financing partners was difficult. They wanted to see the track record. They wanted to see your collateral. They wanted to see your assets. Uh, as a young startup with limited assets and very little track record on a new business model, it made it very difficult for us to acquire either debt or equity financing. So what we did was we did some demonstration projects with our own funding, proved that cold chain as a service is viable, and knowing that milk is flowing 365 days a year, and dairy processors are used to paying their farmers uh, every 15 days. So if they pay us on the same cycle, we can develop a track record of receivables, and knowing that once we become an essential part of the supply chain, they'll be likely to continue using us for a long period of time. Uh, once we were able to demonstrate that, we were able to uh, secure some debt in India through uh, an impact lender, Caspian Impact, and then from there, able to leverage that additional track record to raise initial equity from Acumen. Going forward, as we plan to scale much faster, uh, we'll need additional equity and debt to really scale the cold chain as a service. So we're seeking an additional round of equity and debt so that we can essentially launch this across India uh, with various customers, again, from first mile, from procurement networks to plant, and in the last mile, from plant to distribution. Once we are able to demonstrate that this is viable across India at various customer segments, we can go for a much larger round that will really enable us to reach the potential that we're striving for. And Acumen are known for their impact-focused funding and equity provision. Can you speak a bit about the, the social and environmental impact of your solution? We spoke about it slightly earlier, but it'll be great to, to hear more about the, the impact both in terms of social to help dairy farmers and, and also the environmental greenhouse gas mitigation capabilities. So with each of our systems, when you go and visit the village and see the actual impact on the ground, you speak with the farmers, you can see the increase in their confidence. You can see that before the systems were there, they had very poor access to the organized sector. Technology alone won't be the only solution, but is sort of the anchor for any dairy or company that wants to work with farmers. It essentially becomes an infrastructure that you can use to support the farmers, provide them with the technical training and support that they need to be successful, and give them the confidence that if they're able to improve their productivity and output, that they have an off-taker there available. And then what we see over a period of time is that the milk procurement in the area increases by over 50%. And that's due to two, two factors. One is the farmers that are in that village increase their productivity. And second, farmers who are in outlying areas that are previously disconnected now have access to refrigeration and start to bring their milk to market as well. So the effects to the farmer are long-term, and you can see that with the 1,000-plus units that we have installed today. And I spent, you know, just last week alone, um, I was in Maharashtra in some villages with some women farmers, and you can just see that they're looking for technology and solutions that'll enable access to market. Um, what we'd like to be is one piece of that puzzle and work with partners to bring a uh, overall solution that really unlocks potential for the farmers. And that's what makes this most exciting. Great. And can you speak also about the environmental side of that equation, which is really impactful too? Absolutely. So on the procurement side, each milk chiller that we install uh, eliminates three to four liters of diesel per day. In most villages, you'll have power outages uh, at least two to three hours during the milk collection cycle. Uh, that alone, on a daily basis, uh, eliminates significant amount of diesel fuel that's required. By minimizing the transport that's required on a day-to-day -day basis, we're eliminating additional diesel fuel. And then on the distribution side, just as an example, as I mentioned, we are eliminating on a day-to-day -day basis 12 liters of diesel for one delivery route from 
Bangalore to Chennai. Uh, once we're able to really scale our energy-efficient refrigerated trucks, we'll be eliminating millions of liters of diesel fuel per day. And that's what really is exciting on the environmental front. In areas such as Delhi, Mumbai, other urban areas, over time, we're starting to see that solutions that require diesel are no longer even uh, allowed. So whether it's in cold storages, whether it's in deliveries during the daytime, you can see because of the effect in the air quality, diesel is not a long-term solution. And so we're really excited to have a solution that works today, uh, but that it's really future ready. Um, and so we see potential for long-term viability for our technology, but also for lasting impact on the environment. And does Promethean Power also get involved on the solar side? Would you also deploy a solar system when you deploy your cold chain solutions? So we have two solar accessory or add-on packs. One is to run the entire refrigeration system, which is viable in areas where you're essentially off-grid or with very poor grid power. In areas where grid connection is fairly steady but has intermittent power outages, our non-solar thermal battery solution is actually the most economical. That being said, uh, we have a solar pack that runs the accessories, and we can also use solar for refrigerated trucking solutions to recharge the system while it's on the go, and also to as stationary charging points. So we see solar as a add-on that can be really used to supplement our systems in the areas where it's most required, and also to reach areas that are very difficult to reach. So for example, there are some uh, customers that we're starting to work with in Bangladesh and East Africa, where we see solar to be a much more viable solution. Uh, in India, the power situation is improving. The goal is to have 24-7 power, but if you see on a day-to-day -day basis, uh, it's unlikely that the power will be reliable on a 24-7 basis, which makes our solution, I think, future-ready and future-proof uh, as well. That's fantastic. Thank you very much. So to wrap up this part of our conversation, can you tell us a bit about your plans for the next three to five years and what's really motivating you and exciting you within the industry? So Promethean Power has been around for you know a few years now, but I feel like we're just getting started. I think just, I'm the most excited about the company that I've been in a long time. But more importantly, I'm excited about the potential. We're just getting started with the initial 1,000 villages or so that we're operating in today. Uh, the overall potential is 500,000 villages in India alone. The question really for us is how do we enable uh, access to refrigeration for each and every village and each and every farmer in India? And so what we're working on doing is developing more and more solutions that can really extend our reach. And then the question then is once we have the right portfolio of solutions that we have developed that can enable decentralized cold chain from farm to fork, is that how do we reach those locations? With our cold chain as a service offering and removing the barriers to adoption, we think we have significant opportunity to scale very rapidly. With the right type of financing support, with the right type of customer support, we have a long way to go and we're looking to move fast over the next three to five years. Great. So we'd like to conclude with our quick fire round where we get to understand more about you and the company. So to begin with, where did the name Promethean Power come from? So our company was founded out of MIT back in 2007. And at the time, the ethos of the company was really how can we provide innovative solutions to rural villages of India and the world? And while our solutions and approach may have changed over a period of time, the one aspect of Promethean that remains the same is our innovative ethos. What we're trying to do is find the right suite of technology and solutions required to really enable refrigeration and solutions for every village in India and beyond. And that's where the name comes from, and it sticks with us today, and something that's still embedded in each and every employee uh, that works with Promethean. Uh, having a traditional outlook and mindset won't be able to solve problems that we're trying to achieve, and the innovative, innovative mindset and approach that we take 
is really probably the most instrumental to our success till date. That's wonderful. And secondly, do you have any favorite books that you recommend to our listeners? I think in terms of my my favorite books, I'm really focused on how do we build a successful business.、Uh, if we can't do that, we can't really reach the scale and impact that we like to reach. The book that I turn to the most is Startup Owner's Manual. I feel like any entrepreneur that's looking to start a new business can really walk through that book and really understand how how you determine whether you have a solution and how you can work with customers to develop the solution for the problem that they're seeking to solve. I turn to that book almost on a daily basis, and I find it important for any entrepreneur that's looking to start a business in, in any area. And has there been anyone who has been particularly inspiring or instrumental to your career to date? I think the people that are instrumental the most for me、uh, were my grandmother and spending the time with her in the villages in India, which, as I mentioned, really developed my fondness and interest in, in working in rural India. And also the farmers that I see on a day-to-day basis. You know, last week when I was in Maharashtra,、uh, just seeing the farmers, seeing their motivation, their resilience, their interest in improving their livelihoods, and hoping to be one piece of that, and seeing what impact we can make is really motivating. There are many people who are doing very exciting things, whether it's in the agriculture space, energy space, or in social impact in general. Working with those people that are like-minded and motivated on a day-to-day basis to help address these challenges, and then seeing the potential for impact is really what the most exciting thing is. And while it may not be any individual person, once you spend time with the people in the villages, it's motivating in and of itself. And finally, to close our conversation. What are your predictions for the off-grid sector for the next three to five years? So, for the sector as a whole, we see significant opportunity over the next five years. You know, cold chain has been predicted to grow at a significant pace for a long time. That hasn't exactly materialized as expected. What we're looking to do is really significantly increase the adoption of cold chain, and we believe this is the right time. Consumers are demanding higher quality food and milk products. Dairy processors and food processors realize that in order to meet domestic and international demand, they need to offer superior products. And farmers need better access to market and improvement in their overall incomes and livelihoods. We believe that really decentralized cold chain addresses all of these issues, and we see significant opportunity for growth at a much faster pace than we've seen in the last five to ten years.、Uh, what that does is gives us a significant、uh, business opportunity. But really, in a significant opportunity for impact, which really what makes this fun on a day-to-day basis. Great, thank you so much, Jitan. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. That was our conversation with Jitan Galani from Promethean Power. If you have any questions or comments, please visit us on our website at www.distributingsolar.com. We have notes from the show, useful resources, and contact details at distributingsolar.com. We look forward to hearing from you.